welcome back to another episode of the Genius Freaky Podcast. This is your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to another, another episode of the Genius Freaky Podcast. Oh, there you go. Here, um, that's gonna be pretty loud. You never yeah. can say goodbye. No, 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 no. Charles, no, Charles, no. no. We are not doing that. We are not women. Okay, <laughs> we are not it's women. Is a set. Is a Jackson Five. You never can say goodbye. Let's talk about Michael Jackson this episode. Ooh, How many kids do you think he? No. Oh. No, no, no. Don't you that one either. No. Nope. That is the pop, that is the uh, icon of pop. Yeah. <laughs> we are not doing nothing. <laughs> oh, see, then we have to talk about that because no. How do you say he's the icon of pop? And then, so there was a there was a news reference I was listening to, like I think NPR News, where they're um, Charles listens to NPR. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Charles I don't know. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Old big you? man. He's on special. He's gonna tell us about the Wall Street Journal. It'd be on Google. You know, I'd be like, "Hey, good morning, Google," and Google play, "Hey, good morning, Charles." I'd be like, and then they start giving me her. All right. I mean, anyway, but there was a podcaster who was talking about like his experience of watching the Michael Jackson documentary and how it really does kind of shed light and it puts you into a situation where it's kind of like you still enjoy the music but mm-hmm. you now know that this person did these things. I don't but think he did it. No, here's the thing. Okay, well before we <laughs> do that, troll. before we do that, Charles, if you please. You never can. Oh, sorry. Well, oh, shit. Damn it. Got it. Um, What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the G's for Geek podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. And I'm Hannibal. And as always on the G's for Geek podcast, the show with with several geeks just talking about their life and all things that they're into, whether if it's geek culture, pop culture, or oh, Michael Jackson, exotic culture. <laughs> I or mean, Michael, or Michael Jackson, or Michael Jackson yeah. who's a pop culture. Yeah, yeah. he didn't do it. Well, he was pop culture. No, he, well, is yeah, he, is it a was because he's well, he still kind of is pop you know, culture. Okay, like no matter what, he he left. He cemented a legacy for fifty years. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> he really did. He did cement that legacy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got to understand like okay, for those who watched the Michael Jackson mm-hmm. documentary, they they put it in a certain light. They don't talk about the fact of what what mental trauma can do to a person. They do talk about it. They, 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 they go into it. I feel like I feel like they try to villainize Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it is that remember I mean, he's no R Kelly, the, the, but you know, the best yeah. way I think you can look at it is like a few years ago when when Michael sat down with Oprah, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of everything was pre-planned out. Like he already had his questions in order and stuff like that. It was already set to paint Michael in a good, kind of in a good light, mm-hmm. you know? And now like he's not here. He, you know, he doesn't have the, the large attorneys to defend himself. He's not here to defend himself. So now people can come forward with, with evidence, um, be it a victim or a witness. And yeah, say, but how is this different from R. Kelly, who's alive? Well, R. Kelly really did it. Right. So, yeah. And there's proof. So, yeah. so here's the deal. All right. The difference between R. Kelly, uh, Cosby, and Michael is that R. Kelly and Cosby, there's still a lot. Michael kind of got away. Cosby's pr- barely Michael, alive. Michael got away. I, mean, yeah, Bill you know, I don't think he did it, though. But Bill Mike? Yeah. Oh, Mike. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I no, I think MJ was just misunderstood. No, he's very inappropriate. Because my thing is yeah. that he, he wanted to relive his childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He really wanted to relive his childhood. He never, he never really experienced a childhood like that. And being the fact that he had the money, right? And he had all this land and everything. He literally created an amusement park. Yeah. 
He created a, a like a zoo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he had he had zoo animals. Well, yeah. is it the fact that like is it more not fact, but is it more like he wanted to experience the childhood experience, but as an adult, <laughs> was he trying to give us all the message that look as adults we're living he life to too serious? As, oh, he, I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, like, like if you want to go with that kind yeah. of like mentality, he went with the Disney level Peter Pan, where it's like he never wanted to grow yeah. up because he never. Could like he to him, he felt like he already grew up. I wonder if Mike had like an imaginary Tinkerbell. Probably, yeah, I'm sure he did. Like, yeah, Shut we, up. Like, we, we all couldn't see her. She was on stage with them the whole time. Do, do you think, or is there like a character from like I don't know, a comic book character that can be even related, not related, but something similar to Michael Jackson being extremely wealthy, able like that ability to still want to be a child, but somewhat still just be a little off. I mean, um, well, it's like I, old Batman's character, if, villains seem if, to be off, obviously, but like I would say baby doll. If Shazam was was Richie Rich, then yes, I would say more of like the Batman villain baby doll. Yeah, Batman because villain, Batman so yeah. villain, uh, that villain was a grown model, mm-hmm. right? But in her mentality was still that of a kid. Mm. So, and she never really grew out of that. Okay. Plus, she always had this ideology that she was ugly inside, even though she was like a model, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like Michael Jackson felt that way in a certain aspects where it's like he felt like he could never grow up because he never knew how to grow up because all he did was follow in, in the footsteps and in the shadows of everybody that was around him. Yeah. Interesting, you know? interesting. Like, and his father was really a piece of crap. So, uh, I mean, that is legitimate. Here on the Genius for Geek podcast, we, I know, break, we, were supposed we to talk, break boundaries and we talk about pop stars We were supposed well. to talk about the Mandalorian, mm. Star Wars. Or Harley Quinn, I thought. I thought right, we were, no, no, we're not doing oh, the Harley no, Quinn no, thing. No, we need a female sure? guest. That's what that's what the CEO said. The CEO mm. was like, hey, we got to talk about Harley Quinn. About yeah, but the CEO has to understand... Um, we have followers and subscribers. Cool, because we have this one follower. Uh, excuse me. No, no, no. Mute that. Mute that. by the name Timmy Tat. Mute that. Asked a question to oh, Twitter. Jesus. This is bad. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm going on record and saying without a female perspective, um, we should not be in. We cool. We we're, not, we're not doing this from a female perspective. We're doing this from a guy perspective. Like, all right, I, I can still touch my feminine female, side and yeah, answer touch, the question. I'm touching my it's feminine side. It's a female-related question. I'm touching my feminine side. Let's all touch it. our female. Yeah, let's Sides. get in touch with our female side. Oh, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is just it? ladies and gentlemen, just know that I literally actively protested this. <laughs> oh, that's I cool. have actively protested. That's cool. This. Leave the room then. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, we're on a, we're on a boat. Where can, where can I go? Yeah. You're on a boat. We're on a boat. You can sing, all right? Yeah. Act like, act like you were Jack and, uh, you know, I let you go off that uh, door. Damn. Dude. Just, just act Dude, like that's dark, man. Just act like you're Jack and I just. And like, that boat, and that, that, that door didn't float, right? Yeah. Well, okay. it was oh, room on that boat. So, it was room on that boat for two people. Yeah. Who else? I think do you someone think, tested like, it. Like, because yeah, I feel like if you really think about it, I'm like, I'm thinking about characters from DC, Marvel, and others that literally would emulate like a lot of the culture that goes on. Like, it's something you said, like, would Michael Jackson really emulate? Into the culture. I mean, just think about like we were talking about the Joker last episode. Uh, was it last episode? The episode before? Just the idea that it looks like the movie is doing so well uh, because it's basically um, it's a look at society right now. The way Joker got to became the well, Joker. And it's, it's also a look at mental health. Cool. I'm glad we're yeah. talking about the Joker and uh, mental health. Let's let's jump back to this question. I found it on Twitter. Uh, to chat <laughs> asked, uh, is it good thing? Is it a good thing to be compared to Harley Quinn? No. 
Well, it's, it's interesting you say, like, compare in what way? Just like a physical aspect? Because let's see, every Halloween, every cosplay event, there are many, many women dressing up as Harley Quinn, right? But it doesn't mean they're, they're taking the mindset or her personality. So this is why I wanted a female perspective. Okay, because a female. I feel like you, you're classifying our gender. You oh, didn't even oh, ask oh, us who we yeah. are. Today. No, 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 no. Yeah. You didn't ask uh, us who we are. You know today. what? No, don't even go there. <laughs> don't even go there. Now, the reason why I'm saying we have to ask a female's perspective. Do we have? To? Is because is because, like he said, there are women out there that dress up as Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. but why do they dress up as Harley Quinn? Well, I don't what think is that, their I don't mindset. Think, I don't, all right, so I'm I'm not reading the question like that. Is it good? Is it a good thing to be compared to Harley Quinn? I think it's more of the mental aspect versus the the physical. Because what is the comparison? But that's to Harley the thing. Quinn? Like, but so to is, them, it, is it really a, a guy calling someone crazy, saying like, "Oh, you're crazy," like Harley Quinn? Which and this is an R for R for romance. This is I was just thinking about this borderline, uh-huh. right? But this is more like for a guy to call somebody like call a woman Harley Quinn, like he that's a strong ass comparison. Okay, so if you're comparing a woman to Harley Quinn. That Wait, I thought you wasn't going to engage in this topic. I'm, I'm doing it from a guy's perspective. Okay. okay. I mean, there's so for, if the, a guy was yeah. to call a girl, like I'm, I'm, I'm respecting it. Like if a guy was to call a girl Harley Quinn. Okay. Right. I'm not saying how they would feel as Harley Quinn. Okay. So if a guy was to call a girl Harley Quinn, it just simply means one of two things. Mm-hmm. One, they're fiercely devoted to whomever they're with, no matter what the relationship status is. Okay. Right. Or two, they're literally just a bat chick, crazy girl that is hot and they want to get in that ass. This is like the so two then that means do we start calling guys jokers? Um, no, not very, very few aren't. Are not because jokers. no, because if, yeah, if but, not, not, but you got to remember, right. it wasn't just Joker that tapped that. Oh, it was only Joker that literally manipulated her to be who she was. Did he remember, did he, did yes, he did. did. Remember, think about this. Her name is Dr. Harleen Quinzel, mm-hmm. psychiatrist. Okay. She is a legitimate doctor. Mm-hmm. Went, got her degrees okay. and everything. Okay. She went to school. She got her doctorate. And how, how do we not know? And she's, the Joker wait, broke up. her down within months. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe he didn't break it down. Maybe what happened was she had this pent up side in her. Right. She never explored her crazy side. She never explored her sexual side. She never explored her adventurous side. And what Joker presented to her was an answer to the internal sanity that she was dealing with okay. by not embracing herself. No, no, no. See, now I'm going by the actual original origin story. Okay. But the I'm going I'm going Batman based off of this any, question. The one in Batman, the animated question, series. I'm going based off of this question and comparing the idea of what Harley Quinn is to real life. women. Yeah, but you got to understand mm-hmm. the, 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 the problem Did you here. Just Deep breath into the no. Okay, I thought of did that come through? Yes, yeah. it did. Oh, sorry, you and your dang no, I'm just no, beautifully thought, expensive <laughs> microphone. No, I thought I thought what you said about who she was before. I guess Joker got to her. You yeah. speak that it's not uncommon that inmates can get you know correctional officers to do things for them, mm-hmm. and it's like, is it the inmate? able to manipulate or it's the correction officer just desire to but, do these type of things in the first place so well, you question. in the comics in the comics do you remember like as well, if he was threatening like her hold family? on okay let me stop you right there no i'm asking you. harley quinn is not a comic book character she originated from batman the animated series you are correct so that's why i'm saying i'm well, going bam. with that origin okay right that original origin where he she was a psychiatrist and she was assigned to the joker mm-hmm. and the joker manipulated 
her emotions, if you will, mm-hmm. by telling her the stories about, you know, her childhood, whether we whether it's true or not, because we don't know the Joker stories are true or not. Okay. You know, and the fact that he got abused, whatever the case may be. Right. So through that manipulation and through that emotional t- tugging and strings, mm-hmm. you understand, it comes to the point where he literally made Harley feel that she, he could relate to her like no one else or she could relate to him mm-hmm. like nobody else could, which I, I hate to say it was very good on the Joker's part. It was very manipulative mm-hmm. and he knew it was manip- manipulative. Mm-hmm. Right. Because let's face it. The only person he really cares about is himself and Batman. OK. That man loves Batman. But then my question to you is, did at some point, because I, I, I've never followed Harley, Harley Quinn like that. When he, even when she like broke into comics and she, you know, they started doing like solo runs with her or like they were doing runs with her and, and Poison Ivory. Right. From your recognition, do you if, if you did deep dive, do you remember at any time as a as to if like they started to going into like her personality also geetopians if you're listening to this because we also want to be engaged by you in this if any of you out there are harley quinn comic book fans and you know of books that we should read that are origin based well yeah i think that would be also like we really want a female's perspective on this like i want to hear from a female about how would you feel if you like when you say the word female i think of you as a ferengi can't you say woman? Female. You would like a you would like a woman's I, perspective. I want a female. You want a woman's perspective, Quark? Yes, I want a female. You keep saying female, and I, I just, want I want the the gender based her and she. Okay, <laughs> to answer the question. I feel like I want Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Right? No, but I mean, like, I just mean for Odo. that perspective, like anybody who equates as a as a lady. Okay, right? I want to know their <laughs> perspective. Okay, you know, because you want to be PC. That's perfectly fine. Oh, then I we should get Tiffy Tower on. She sent I would out. not mind getting Tiffany right. on. I right, would not. Cool. So I'm gonna. You want me to call her right now? Gonna, yeah. I will call her right okay. now. Can we? Okay. Can we get her on the switchboards? Uh, let's see if we will can. Will people get her. be able to hear? Do we have an aux cable? Uh, we have something. We yeah. we, we can okay. work something I out. I don't know how this is gonna work. This is gonna be Ooh, the first episode that we have somebody who's not in the room on the show with us. Wow. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's we, really not. It's We've not. done this a lot. <laughs> it's more of like, can we get her? Uh, to be mixed in, he's gonna put her in speakerphone. What is, I am interested. In, I'm wondering, do most most people who do like they put on the the cosplay or whatever, like you said, women wearing the Harley Quinn stuff, do they need to know everything about the character? They, you know, I mean, I mean, especially Halloween, it's pretty, you know, mainstream. Everyone's wearing what's the most popular thing. Do they need to know? It could be just a physical thing. Like Harley Quinn looks well, cool. Looks okay, interesting. so the other perspective behind that is that. From what I can understand, like, once again, I'm not an expert in regards to that, but I feel it's more of like an empowering thing because for a while, Harley Quinn, especially when she finally broke away from the Joker and became her own person, you know, after the fact and after everything, right, it had that sense of empowerment, sense of strength that went behind that because, you know, for somebody that had to deal with that level of abuse and everything to break out of that, you understand? She emancipated herself. Right. What do you think about the Birds of Prey movie? Um, I don't know if you talked about it in detail. I f- see, my trailer, thing is, is that I feel it? like the only reason Birds of Prey was good, but I also feel like um, adding Harley Quinn was just a last ditch effort so that they can drive in sales. Yeah. That's how I feel. Don't get me wrong. I love the character. I love Marco Robbie, Margot Robbie. She plays Harley Quinn so well. 
right? But I feel like her adding her, they felt like the movie wasn't enough, so they just had to add Harley to the mix. And that's the next DC release. Is is that true? Or does so, yeah, it's coming out in February, like the the second weekend of February. I hope it's a good movie. I actually makes too. money, but I, I actually feel like do it's a too. Good solid storytelling. I care about the rest of those characters as much as Harley I, Quinn. I, I also like the Black Mask character in general, like Roman Sionis, mm-hmm. right? Him being that gangster and, you know, having that like just cutthroat perspective, you know, and it's just a regular guy, yeah. you know, like literally like ro- owning the streets. Yeah. And I do have a selfish reason why, because I said in the 2020 predictions that DC is supposed to take at least make uh, at least a big step forward. So if this movie kind of comes at like a five out of ten, it kind of sucks. So hopefully it does pretty well. I hope so, too. Shoot. Yeah. Did the call come through? No, 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 no. It's fine. We'll get her next time. All right. I'm serious. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm very serious about this. Um, but then we got we to do calling guests and everything. Well, okay. yeah. well it's, it's okay, all right. So while we we get her on the phone, Hannibal, how have you been? I'm doing great. That's uh, good. That's good. You look tired. Uh, it's a long, long, long day. But uh, I'm glad to talk to you guys. Yeah. It wakes me up a little bit. We missed you. Really? Yeah, because we do this like once a week. Like I mean, sure. we try. But to, you guys don't hang out. Well, we I, I sent invites. It's out too cold. To First of all, the, I saw I saw your Russell. I saw your uh, WrestleMania. No. Oh wait, Rory Rumble. <sighs> Sean. I you're my friend now. I saw your. Thank f- you. Appreciate it. I saw your football invite. What's the f- wait? Football? Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. what it is. Um, thank you for saying you'd come. So, I mean, I you did. I did. I, you did not. No, I didn't say I was coming. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I just had plans. It's, it's all right. So, I'm sorry. Sean, you coming? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Jeez, you guys <laughs> suck. You, you know what it is? <laughs> is that I'm one of those people that if you send me an invite, if I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going to put tentative or not going. No, no, just like. You can oh, oh, you know, I'm so stupid. I could have just said. Yeah, up we board. see okay, each other once it. a week. You'd be like, hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm not even make that got it that's cool we'll discuss that in the relationship show um (laughs) that's coming real soon who don't tell you when they're doing something or you know whatever ladies and gentlemen i think we have ourselves a call wow wait can i hey tiffy this is you right now uh we're recording an episode of g's for geek podcast uh we we saw your uh question on twitter and we decided to have a conversation with it about um you were saying in your tweet um we, we decided to mention your tweet and your tweet was is it a good thing to be compared to harley quinn so we kind of just wanted a little bit more clarity of what you meant by that a few people keep comparing me to Harley Quinn and say, I get a Harley Quinn vibe from you. You remind me of Harley Quinn. But I'm like, okay, but in what sense? Because majority majority of those who say it, they know it by the movie, but, you know, that's it. I'm like, okay, but, you know, if you actually know Harley Quinn, I mean, there's different vibes for her. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm just curious if it's a good or bad thing. Like, I oh, no, it, it's completely it's it's completely a bad thing. Like because <laughs> people are like no because you know the way Harley Quinn is like an abuse victim that does crazy shit for this for the Joker, you know, and then she does more disservice shit on her own. But you know, told you. Yeah. Wait, but we were saying the same exact thing here. I don't. No, no, we no. See, I would. Okay, so this is the thing. We were talking about this, but I kept telling them I wanted a female's perspective on this because for 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 you to like for you or any other woman to be compared to Harley Quinn. There's like different facets to that. Right? So I wanted a female's perspective. Wait, but did I not say that? That it's a psychological, it's it's for a female to be called, for a woman, for a woman, I'm not a Ferengi, uh-huh. for a woman to be called Harley Quinn means that whoever's a, whoever is defining her is out of touch with 
like just like society and what it means to be a woman. They're going by the suicide squad version of Harley Quinn. They're going by Matt, you know, and for a little bit, they don't know about Harley Quinn. So it's people that seen the movie are saying that. And then I guess they're kind of familiar with the recent Harley Quinn. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, da da da. Because it's, it's also dumb bitches still. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm Harley Quinn, yay. I'm like, no, bitch, so be proud of that. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's one thing to dress up as Harley Quinn and like either if you're cosplaying her to get into character or if you're doing it like for Halloween. But I think it's another thing to be called Harley Quinn because she's a serial killer as well. She's she's considered a sociopath as well. She is sociopath. Well, she's a sociopath. Some of her killings are justified for, but the rest are not. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was trying to explain, like this woman was a doctor. Like she was a psychiatrist. She's actually intelligent. And that's the worst part. So what you're saying is wait, wait, wait. So so killers are smart too, and then they just some shit went down and boom, they went crazy. Wait, Sean, question. Are you trying to say that if another if a guy calls a woman Harley Quinn, that he's not also referring to her as being like half sociopathic and also smart? Yeah, intelligent. Actually, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> isn't that like a, you know, <laughs> like, girl, like, yo, you are extremely intelligent, but you're one crazy ass bitch. All right. Oh, whoa, whoa, we don't use the B word in the show. You know, unless I'm calling you a bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, a wench. You crazy wench. Oh, uh, wench. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. I like that. Give it a PC for the kids that might be listening. What kids? 18 years, 18 and up. <laughs> yeah, what kids? What kids? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tiffy, for being on the show. Uh, thank you for following us. You're our first phone guest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, man. I'll talk to you later, okay? Bye. Peace. See, are you are you satisfied now? You you got to uh, have a woman on the show talk about it. Well, I do appreciate the face coming through. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, no one else was going to. I have no females. Um, Shaws, so, um, you have you're any? married. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. And doesn't he have a female co-host? I'm, I'm, Actually, I'm, she's she wants to come. She wanted to come today, but I was like, Ooh, no, Carla D wanted to come. Yeah, she wanted to come. Oh man, I love having Carla D on the show. Why you guys could be annoy each other? I don't know. I just like having Carla D on the yeah, show. Um, I like Carla um, D. Yeah, I'm not touching any of that. Carla D and Hannibal King. I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's the podcast that I want to do with y'all. Carla D and Hannibal King. Well, it, if, it has a good name if to the it. Terms, if the terms are correct, maybe. maybe. Okay, it has a good name in it. Yeah. yeah. What's the terms? Can we talk about money? This? Money? Money, money, money. You, you'll do a podcast money. with this for money? Oh, yeah, only for money. Oh, okay. Hopefully, stuff starts to monetize. Okay. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. All right. Can so, you feel the love? So what's up the next on the agenda here? So next on the agenda. Do you know what time it is? <laughs> what time is it? All right. Can we do a quick five minute review of the damn show? Of Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. Mandalorian. We all over the place. We've been trying to get this shit out for like. shoot the shit show. We've been trying to get this shit out for like three episodes. So let's yeah. do a quick five minutes of. Yeah. of we've been trying thoughts. to. T- ladies and gentlemen, we've been trying to talk about Mandalorian since our 2020, uh, you know, let's go forward. First of all, I just want to put it out there that it was me, all me. It's all about me. <laughs> and coming to the table to be like, yo, guys, you guys need to watch The Mandalorian. I've been saying it since it aired on Disney. 
Plus. I've been saying it when I got Disney Plus before you guys. I've been saying it since 2019. Yeah. Word. And now in 2020, I am the number one person in this room that is gun-ho about The Mandalorian. Okay. And I am sad that you guys are just showing up to the uh, show. You know what? Well, that's why you're the leader, you know? We we just follow your lead. Oh, wait, wait. Are we really going with this BS? Well, keep, keep him going. You know I gotta keep him going. Yeah, you know. but like, come on now. <laughs> um, First I, of all, I, this one over here was talking about the fact that, and it's on air. First of all, this, right? This it's literally on air that he was not going to watch the show me, because this, it's too mainstream. Me, I don't know what you're talking about. And this one over here has a name, all right? <laughs> and if you're going to refer to the Charles, you need to call him Charles, all the, right? The Charles? Yeah, the Charles. You know, Charlie Radio Williams doesn't appreciate you talking about Charlie Radio Williams as this guy over here because Charlie Radio Williams won't have Is that, he talking right? to himself in third person? I think he is. All right. All right. First of all, Charlie Radio Williams <laughs> talks this way when he was talking this way. And Charlie Radio Williams is upset that we are not talking about the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian was was uh, it's a cin- I think it's a cinematic and we did kind of cover a little bit we covered it a little bit, yeah. little bit yes so I, I was it was it's, it's very cinematically well put together that's why I'm looking forward to everything else Disney Plus. well yeah like we 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 were talking about it aesthetically like the fact that Disney Plus has just been right now that's its first original mm-hmm. content has produced such a well made cinematic type show even though in some episodes right it, you can get that TV feel like you can see where the budget kind of like cut off yeah. for for that episode yeah but it, it didn't it didn't take it away from the experience no it did not it was like, like all right, it's, there's a couple of bottle episodes too like yeah. my personal favorite episode um my personal favorite episodes are the ones that follow the story don't get me wrong i like kind of like the side stories that come into play yeah right right like the one with um bill burr and the, those well, are the I, side I really like that story because i felt like that i don't feel like that's really all right i get it there's the yoda story there's the baby yoda story and then there's the mandalorian story and i, I kind of don't look at them as separate because in order for us to really understand who the mandalorian is mm-hmm. and i was just about to ask you guys in order for us to really understand who the mandalorian is we need to see that yeah what has what was your guys like idea of a mandalorian prior to watching this show because okay feel like so it, for me, I've been I've known about the Mandalorian like lore, if you will, since Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay, right, because I followed that religiously, and I've always liked how the Mandalorians were, especially their culture and their own like dichotomy between what is this old warrior type culture versus the new, you know, pacifist culture. Um, when I saw the Mandalorian one, I was completely blown apart by the fact that they refused to take off the helmets. Because in in the old Mandalorian shows, well, the old shows with the Mandalorians in it, they take off their masks with no problem. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So then when they, when they did this new thing where it's like, oh, was, you know, we can't take off our masks because if we do, that's it. We're no longer. A but warrior. I just when that was always supposed to be a thing that a Mandalorian once they put their mask on. I feel like they did that now okay. to protect themselves from either the Imperials or whatever, so that they don't, you know. Get persecuted, or if they if they have to go into hiding, yeah, no one knows who they are, yeah. right? So I feel like that's how they did that. Um, so to see that is just such an amazing like um, growth, okay, right? So I am hoping in season two that they explore more of the change of the culture. They talk more about the siege of Mandalore. They talk about how more about how um, spoilers got uh, Moff Gideon got the dark saber, right? Because to me that was like the biggest pop. When I saw that ending scene and I saw him wielding the dark saber, especially since I like I personally I like I knew the history of the dark saber already, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my god! So give me some of the more information about because I'm not I have so the it. dark so saber yeah. the dark saber was created by Kree Visla from I think that's his name Kree Visla the only Jedi Mandalorian 
That was Whoa. out there. Yeah. So he created a special <laughs> saber. I'm excited. I like the hate about this. He created a special saber just for him. And then over the years, when he left the order and whatever the case may be, right, it passed down from generation to generation as a symbol of um, either royalty or a symbol of power, right? And in uh, the last time we've seen it was in Star Wars Rebels, right? When, um, oh, I forgot her name right now. Damn it. Um, basically, the queen or the princess, the original princess of Mandalore, she wielded it in a sense of uniting the people of... Um, of basically the people of Mandalore. Okay. Right. All the houses came together and they formed under one, under one grouping. And I'm pretty sure the Imperials didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so my goal, I, I really want to see with, with the Clone Wars season seven, right. What happens with the siege of Mandalore and how does it relate to going into the future? I, I think it's just, it's a, it was just a great show overall that, you know, we realized that Star Wars doesn't need to be carried by Jedis and these big giant kind of, characters and figures like they can explore other things that just as interesting um i also realized that for the future of star wars should it go to this episodic structure rather than trying to throw the three hour mega or the two and a half hour mega movie so where I things think, get lost in the shuffle i think it's like the marvel is it's not in the, the only thing we could really compare it to right now is both the marvel cinematic as well as the star trek um television universe right, right, right. is that <clears throat> there is a genuine story in talking about the overall universe right um versus there's there's an overall genuine genuine generosity you've been talking about like the overall universe just like you said like versus talking about like oh lightsaber versus lightsaber do yeah um um oh i'm i'm like all over the place well okay. i feel like Thank okay you. so i feel like um I, I kind of prefer episodic structures right now because the goal is to expand the universe. Um, that's why I always love the animations because one of the animations are canon and like Clone Wars, Rebels and to a lesser extent Resistance, right? They expand the universe that we love and they don't like piss on it or cause any type of like discord or whatever, which is why I liked, for the example, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Coming yeah. into rebels and being that that strong, smart antagonist that we all loved in the legacy books, if you will. Okay, right. Uh, so now, when you think about it, there's going to be there's the Mandalorian, then there's going to be the Obi Wan Kenobi series, mm-hmm. which takes place right after um, the end of Clone Wars, where basically all the Jedi's were massacred. Nice. Um, then there's another one where they talk about uh, the characters from. Rogue One, the two, um, I forgot his names. It's the one, the robot and his, his, his guy, the pilot. Okay, I remember that. Right? Um, they're going to do a prequel series based on them. It's a lot of Star Wars. But it's good because you don't have to rely on what I consider the Skywalker saga. Well, now, can we talk about in the next episode how the last movie was an epic fail? Yes, we can. As much as I hate. Wait, did you actually see the movie? Yeah. So as much as I hate seeing back to like us doing like back to back Star Wars topics, Uh like we definitely just need to get that one out the way for 2020. I don't. Okay, I don't think it was it was a fail. I think. And we can talk about this because we could also talk about Colin Trevorrow's original script. Okay. I feel like with Carrie Fisher's passing, it kind of just messed everything up because they wanted this story to focus on Carrie Fisher since the, the middle movie focused on Luke and the first movie focused on Han. 
So they wanted to round it out with Carrie Fisher. But unfortunately, you know, she passed away. God rest her soul. Right. And that just changed everything. That changed the whole story. That changed the whole scripts to the point where it's like, you know what? Okay, fine. We can make a Return of the Jedi remake. And just to get just get out of the way. Yeah, like and and to because and I understand the frustrations where it's like, well, how is any of this earned? How is any of this justified? Like we see Palpatine with no explanation. So pretty much, in. pretty much, uh, the Star Wars franchise gave us um, a Game of Thrones season eight. It did, and honestly, did. Isn't that bad that we will always compare shit to season eight of Game of Thrones? I mean, season seven, half of season seven to season eight, but yeah, we know. Compare it to yeah. Game of I mean, it's the it. The problem is, is that they're not the only ones that do that stuff. Okay. I feel like Game of Thrones because it was such a big hype to it that ended up being that callback. Now mm-hmm. there are other shows out there that just fizzled out. Look at Lost. Lost fizzled out. And well, I think lo- but the thing with Lost is the hype got too big. The hype got bigger than the show. Yeah, same thing with Heroes. Oh, yeah. oh we don't talk about that. But I do have one question it's for you, Charles. Before yeah. you watched uh, Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you didn't have a very high opinion of the, the series or George. You had like a deaf, like, you had a hatred for George Lucas and what he did. Uh, no, um, so, so but, not a hatred, but, but, a dislike, but, dislike. But, but yeah, continue, okay, dislike. Continue. Um, has this show, I think you already said it, but how has this show renewed your love or I guess your excitement for the series? Uh, uh, what has so it done for you? This show has done multiple things. One, it's it's made me more interested in how Disney handles content like this mm-hmm. um, in association with other production companies that they're working with. Because I think like, once again, The Mandalorian to me really... If you were going through like a like you felt like you were boring and kind of tired of the same old same old lightsaber dudes, Jedi, Sith, so forth, mm-hmm. um, and you wanted a little bit more, I think their approach, especially with just focusing on the Mandalorian, real smart was, was really smart yeah. because you kind of get that bounty hunter storyline and you get like a hit like a segment of I guess faith or religion or um tribism or community with the idea of what the Mandalorians are yeah. and I think that's just well done so I'm kind of like okay Disney I wasn't on I wasn't uh, gun ho Disney before but now I'm kind of like okay Disney you're you're kind of doing good something I good mean, here yeah I mean it, uh, who's the dude who, who wrote the um the Mandalorian what's his name Sean uh, John Favreau. It was John Favreau and Paul. Uh, Paul, not Paul Dini. Um, yeah, Paul Dini is something else. Yeah, yeah Paul <laughs> Dini is something else. Uh, Dave Pelosi. Um, yeah, Dave you, Pelosi. If, Pelosi. If they, I think so. Yeah. The other thing is, I I think that what's good is that you're clearly seeing a studio uh, that's actually going based off for source material. And I keep saying, no, I keep shitting on DC. I feel like DC source material when they're doing like a DC animation. Great. It's fine. It's it's they give us what we want. I feel like DC when they do a, you know, maybe I'm being unfair because I feel like the DC you as far as their TV series, it does give us a good source material as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just tend to be too heavy handed in some of their like like Black Lightning. I just feel like I know it's supposed to be like family, but it feels like it's too heavy handed. The Flash is supposed to be I, about. I want to next week. I do want to talk about uh, because I this uh, I want to counter your arguments. Okay. I do agree with you in some cases, especially with Supergirl. However, um, we do have to talk about DC's continuity. OK. And the fact that DC has done something that Marvel, I'm afraid, cannot do. Oh, as far as like uh, television cinema? Yes. You know, 
I will agree with you. Yeah, we can talk about this next week because I will agree with you wholeheartedly. And like, and I watched I've never the Crisis understood. on Infinite Earths and I've, holy shiz. And they even brought in Flash from uh, they brought Arza Miller from the yeah from the uh, from the movies. movies. So we could definitely talk about mm-hmm. that next week because I want to d- dive deeper into, you know, what makes TV so but here, appealing. But here's the only thing that might not be fair about that conversation. I will put a okay. pin in this now. Once again, just like how we were talking about Disney and the Mandalorian, now that Marvel is pushing out TV shows under their network, under the Disney Plus um, streaming service, will we now see the same run that we're getting with the DCU universe? Okay, and I so... Mean, uh, let's talk about it next week. We can talk I about it you, next week. I know you're excited. But my, excited. Answer to, my quick answer to that mm-hmm. is no, because the difference between DC and Marvel is that DC still owns all their properties. Mm-hmm. Marvel is still trying to acquire all of theirs. Okay. So with that being said, we talked about a lot of stuff in this episode. Yeah, we went three different routes today. Yeah, all over the place. Started with Michael Jackson. That was weird, uh-huh. right? He, he, he didn't. Right, he it. didn't do it. Stop it. All right, they can stop that. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, so ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, you know what was a travesty? Well, that Michael Jackson movie. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Moonwalker? No, no, no. The one that that was his biopic. Oh, I think you said Moonwalker uh, was it? Get the hell Moonwalker out of here. is one no, of the greatest. Yo, my man. Oh, the ones that Michael Jackson oh. starred in are fine. Uh, I'm talking about the one that that, that oh. did his biopic with that uh, rapper dude. You, you was, was about to get Mark like I guess that we don't have one no more because he's no longer <laughs> with us. What's his name? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, Jet. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, like as always, we want to know your feedback. What you think of our episodes um uh definitely you know hit us up on twitter instagram uh our facebook page um check out sketchfeststudios.com uh i'm charlie radio williams this is sean luke and this is hannibal and as always we are out of here Genius for Geek Podcast with Charlie Radio Williams and Sean Luke is a presentation of SketchFed Studios, produced by Charlie Williams and edited by Hannibal Darby. To find more episodes of the Genius for Geek Podcast, make sure you check them out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else your podcast needs. If you need to hear Charlie Radio Williams and Sean Luke shoot the shit on any of your topics or questions, please send a tweet to the two geeks on Twitter, or you can send a message on Instagram for the Geektopians. For web series, podcasts, blogs, and more, please make sure to head over to sketchfedstudios.com. And as always, stay geeky, stay you.